Hey, sis. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Haley. And I'm Emma. And today we are recording virtually and we're talking about recovering from perfectionism because we are both recovering perfectionists and (laughs) um, still working on it, still trying to kind of grow out of that mindset. So we thought that a lot of you might be able to relate to that. And we asked some questions on Instagram and indeed a lot of people related to it. Um, So we're just going to kind of talk about our experience and then also answer questions you guys sent in. I think this episode was important to us, not only because I know both of us were huge perfectionists in high school, but I also think like as women that we tend to have both like more pressure on us and we also put more pressure on ourselves if that makes sense like especially I feel like in social media culture now we see that a lot um and I feel like I don't know I think it would be so hard to be in high school now um and to be a mom now like there's so much like mom shaming and like all of this stuff now that I feel like it's just really prevalent this this kind of like wrestling with perfectionism yeah I agree. And I see it a lot in, like, social media and church culture, too. And Mm -hmm. just, like, we're expected to be this, like, Proverbs 31 woman. Yeah. And in reality, like, I'm not the most quiet, submissive person. And so it's just, like. same. (laughs) What what even is perfection, then? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think, like. Yeah, me, too. Because I think, like, for me. I mean, I've been a perfectionist my whole life, but I think I was, like, especially exacerbated in high school, like, academically, like, the school that I went to and, like, similar to you, like, there's such pressure to just, like, really be a, like, be perfect in everything, like, academically, but then also, like, socially, like, the clubs you're involved in and all of this stuff. I was actually talking to somebody who went to high school with me, and she was, like, in all of the people that I've talked to who went to, like, high school with us, like, this is, like, a really common, like, recurring theme. Um, I don't know if you've had that experience, too, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I wanted, okay, full disclosure, I just read The Four Agreements, and I'm probably going to be quoting it in literally every episode. I need Emma to read it because it's so good. Oh, I cannot wait. Just even from what we've talked about from it, I'm just like, I need this book right now. It is seriously so good. So I'm going to start with a quote from The Four Agreements. So it says, During the process of domestication, we form an image of what perfection is in order to try to be good enough. We create an image of how we should be in order to be accepted by everybody. After domestication is no longer... After domestication, it is no longer about being good enough for anybody else. We are not good enough for ourselves because we don't fit with our own image of perfection. We cannot forgive ourselves for not being what we wish to be, or rather what we believe we should be. We cannot forgive ourselves for not being perfect. Humans punish themselves endlessly for not being what they believe they should be. Self-abuse comes from self-rejection, and self-rejection comes from having an image of what it means to be perfect and never measuring up to that ideal. Oof that's it that's the episode (laughs) just kidding it's just yeah that's just so like that's so good I struggled a lot with perfectionism too in high school but it was more just it was more like surface level and yeah like very what I was doing and not as much of like who I am and like what I believe in yeah that was being like tested 
but even more recently it's it's been like the latter it's hard to like release those expectations of just what it all means and like how it should be when it's like everything that you've been told like your whole life and so like a lot of my journey through like recovering from perfectionism going back to when it says the self-abuse comes from self-rejection and self-rejection comes from having an image of what it means to be perfect and never measuring up to that ideal like that's seriously what I've just been like wrestling with recently because it's like nobody I feel like comes to the realization that it's like where did expectation come from and why you know what I'm saying yeah and so when we address that that's when like the growth happens and like when you're able to like release all of that I don't know if that's making sense yeah (laughs) no no it does I think you like nailed it when you said like we have to figure out where that expectation came from and like kind of where that standard came from someone sent this in actually and said they said undoing perfectionism requires finding the root of your perfectionism and like as soon as we were thinking about this episode that's like immediately what I was thinking about was just like I I think for me like I know yours came from a lot of outside ex- you'll like okay yours and mine definitely reflect our any oh, yeah. numbers. like <laughs> yours is like a lot about ex- outside expectations and mine like for me I never wanted to be anything less than perfect because that would like give people a reason not to love me even things like dumb things like school assignments or my like freaking handwriting like it just I never wanted to give anyone a chance like not to love me which is so reflective of my Enneagram um so for me rooting out perfectionism yours has been like figuring out where that expectation came from and if it's true and like reasonable and mine has been like rooting out perfectionism means untying like my worth from what I do which I think yours is probably like that intertwines with yours totally yeah totally because it's like yeah I need to figure out where that expectation came from but ultimately it comes from the same thing of just like I want to be loved and so when I'm not yeah enough and like getting the affirmation that I'm doing enough it makes me feel like I failed <laughs> and yeah. it makes me feel like I'm less than perfect and like as a like a three and like as a two that's just like the fear of being unlovable and then the fear of not being enough or like l- yeah. losing our value or whatever that's just like all we yeah have. that's like the core <laughs> yeah yeah this is what we want yeah no for sure so somebody asked uh, how do you know if you're doing your best? I never feel satisfied with anything I do. I related to this so much again because I'm three. <laughs> Same. <laughs> because like, well, I'm a three being four. So like nothing is new enough. Nothing is like unique enough. And like nothing is. And then also like the best enough. Like it, I always can do better. I feel like. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, I struggle a lot with that. But one thing I'm finding is that the more I'm true to myself, the more peace I have in life. And mm-hmm. I know that can kind of sound like scary, but even in just saying that, I'm like living in the expectations of like what it means to be like raised religiously and like all of that. But it's yeah, it's true. It's like if you like you just need to figure out what is true to like who you are and like your core the more peace you're going to have. And so, like, going into that, a lot of, like, who I am, I, like, want to be good. Like, I want to be good to people, and I want to cultivate a a place or an experience where people, like, feel good about themselves. I don't know. Just, like, things like that. And just not living in, like, oh, I'm, like, doing this because people told me this is what it means to be a good person. Because, like, that in itself just, like, plays into their idea of perfection. 
um, mm-hmm. and and not your own, but like figuring out what like actually makes me proud of the person I am in the present. Yeah, is when I lose that mindset of like never being satisfied. Th- okay, when I switch from the mindset of like what actually makes me proud of the person I am in the present is when I switch to the I never feel satisfied with what I'm doing. And yeah. when I start to feel like what I'm doing and who I am, like, isn't enough, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely, it definitely does. Um, I for sure, like, struggle with the same thing. There's a quote from Four Agreements <laughs> that says, keep in mind that your best is never going to be the same from one moment to the next, um, which kind of ties in, like, you're, you're talking very much about the present moment. Yeah. And I really liked that quote because like there really is not an objective best like sometimes you might be giving like 20 percent, and that's your best like that's all that you can do and sometimes you might be giving like literally a hundred percent and like one isn't better than the other yeah um your best changes based on your capacity at the time based on like what you know like the knowledge you have now like it changes based on so many things. Like one thing that my best friend from high school always says is you did the best you could with the tools you had at the time. I'm sure she got that from somewhere, but I can't remember where. (laughs) Um, But I thought that was really good too. Just like, I don't know, just like, yeah, we, we, we like live in the present moment and try to make choices in the present moment and act in the present moment based on what we know. And like, those are the tools we had. And we might look back and be like, that wasn't my best. But it was like, that's what we had at the time. And you can't like, be mad at yourself for not knowing something that you know now or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I just think like, there's no objective best. And it really does change day to day. And like, in the present moment, based on like, what you can give. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 100%. Somebody sent in that I think like goes along with that idea of you did the best with what you had at the time is she said, I'm not perfect and showing my mistakes and flaws is beautiful. And like just going off of what you said, I totally agree with it. It's not as easy as it sounds because like looking back, it's always easier to be like, oh my gosh, I wish I would have done this or oh my gosh, I could have done this better. But like, yeah, at that time, it's like all you could do was what you could do with like what you had. And that's, that's like a, I don't know. It's just like, a beautiful thing to me because it's like you only have what you have and like you only have the experiences and the mindsets and the perspective that you have like when you look back at those experiences that you're like oh I wish I would have done this better it's like that shows that you're growing and like that's so beautiful Mm -hmm. and it's like allowing yourself and others around you to like make those mistakes and to learn from yeah it's just like yeah maybe sucks sometimes to like admit that we're not perfect but at the same time just by you admitting that you're not perfect shows that like you're human and you're growing and you're like doing what you're supposed to be doing like what you're supposed to be doing on this earth which is just to just like keep going and to just be doing better and like whatever that looks like for where you're at in the moment and I just I love that like I just that idea is just like so I don't even know the feeling it gives me but it's just like it's like freeing yeah it's like hopeful and freeing and it's like I can look back at something that I did and be like, oh my gosh, I wish I would have done this. But also that's like simultaneously just being like, oh my gosh, like look what I know now. And like, that's cool. Right. Yeah. I love that. I was going to say, I liked when you said that like showing that you're not, or like allowing yourself to not be perfect, like allows others to do the same. And I think that's really true. Like I, 
I definitely like want to be a safe space for people and I know you do too and like being around somebody that is always like projecting this perfection or like it, it never seems to make a mistake or never seems to like own up to a mistake or something is like I don't know there's like there's like no freedom to be vulnerable in that almost mm-hmm. um and I think it's like really it is like you just feel so much like safer when people are like honest and truthful about not being perfect or like don't try to like put up this image of perfection because we're like a super image driven society and um it's just like really freeing when people like don't do that and I think that like in us owning up to like mistakes or like things we could have done better things that we like feel bad about or whatever being less than perfect like I think in doing that we like give others the space to do that too um yeah totally yeah and I also think like mistake has such like a negative connotation but like honestly it doesn't need to like whatever however you define mistake like it really is just like a catalyst for growth and like it's not bad like it's just human and like especially living in like cancel culture right now (laughs) it seems like a mistake is the end like it Mm -hmm. is the end and you're not going to recover for it but from it but that's not reality mistakes just give you like a jumping off point Mm -hmm. to continue to grow I think yeah, it reminds me of this quote that I don't remember fully. You might remember it, but it was it had okay. to do with, like, normalize the idea of being, like, wrong or, like, changing your opinion or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I agree with that. Like, it just, what you said just, like, made me think of that. And it's, like, so true. Social media just has, like, this, you should have it all together and you should be perfect and you should mm-hmm. be, like, know everything that there is to know so that you can be, like, a decent human being. But, like that's just unrealistic and yeah allowing yourself to like keep learning and keep growing from those like quote-unquote mistakes when like really they're all they are is just learning experiences and it's like Mm -hmm. you just gotta keep going (laughs) after that you know what I'm saying but yeah that's so good I love that mistakes are just learning experiences that's really good um someone else said the best is the enemy of good and I really like that too like I feel like that goes perfectly along with all of that just like we just have this like crazy unrealistic idea of what the best is but when we're so like focused on running after the best we we miss out on the good like we really do Mm -hmm. there's so much that we that that like makes it so so black and white like it's either it's either like a failure or it's like the best and like life really is the gray area and so like when we put this label of like the best on things and that's all we're striving for we miss like the striving like it's about like the striving mm-hmm. and we miss out on that whole gray area that is just like good yeah I love that we always say like you will never fully arrive or whatever and like mm-hmm. that's the point it's like we're supposed yeah. to be doing just good and not the best and it's because like that's just how it is like we're never going to arrive you know yeah totally so we got a dm from somebody and I wanted to read it obviously ask for permission to share it. Don't worry. Um, But I wanted to read it because I think it's something a lot of people will relate to. um, And then we'll kind of share our thoughts on it. So this person says, perfectionism is something I've had to be aware of in my life for as long as I can remember. Whether it was an artistic assignment, schoolwork, or personal choices and thoughts, I was critical of myself. Although I don't depend too much on my Enneagram number, I recognize my strong nine-wing one tendencies. I've always desired to complete everything I take in one swoop, 
In some circumstances, like art in school, I had to learn it's okay to lean into the perfectionism. I don't criticize what I do because I know I'm giving myself time to do it well. On the other hand, I'm overly critical of what I do and say. It's something that doesn't seem to... If something doesn't seem to please everyone, hello, Miss Peacemaker, I struggle to say anything at all. Or I feel guilty when I simply consider making a decision that could end poorly. There's a lot of pressure to maintain a consistently good image. And there's nothing wrong with that. But how does one get over those feelings of guilt when they haven't even done anything? And she just said, like, I'd love for people to know that this is common and okay to experience. Um, So first of all, thank you for, like, being vulnerable and sharing that with us. Because I definitely related to a lot of that. Mm -hmm. And I know other people will. Um, And then to address the question of how do you get over those feelings of guilt? I don't know. What would you say, Em? Um, I just related to this, too, so much because... I also struggle with failing the expectations of others um, and which is like kind of where I want to start with like answering yeah. that question um, and it's with it's with a question like where is this expectation of perfection coming from and why are you allowing it to be the standard whether it be all straight A's in school or failing to meet the expectations of your parents or the idea of you that someone else has in their head whatever it may be, like, ask yourself, why is it holding so much weight to you? I know for me, once I figured out what my standard of perfection came from, I was able to release the guilt that came with failing to meet it because it, like, didn't matter to me then. I was like, because, like, if it was this fear of failing an expectation that someone had over me, I just realized that, like, that person's opinion didn't matter as much to me as I thought or that expectation of perfection that they were like holding over me kind of Mm -hmm. didn't bring the fulfillment and peace that like that just was the good of like where I was at you know saying going back to what we were talking about before but what do you think yeah I think that's really good um so I kind of like as a super anxious person (laughs) kind of addressed it from like that perspective so I was thinking like in the case of like feeling guilty for something you haven't even done which I feel all the time um I would say take your thoughts captive which I think kind of goes along with like finding okay what is this expectation why is it holding weight over me but really like take your thoughts captive is is the standard that you have for yourself realistic is it realistic for any human being because I've had to like seriously sit in therapy before and my therapist was like what like why are you expecting this of yourself? This is not realistic for anyone to expect. Like, this is just not realistic for a human being. Like, and so realizing, would you hold other people to that same standard? Because you probably, if you're like me, you probably aren't holding other people to the same standard you hold yourself to. Um, And then just like, how would you talk to your best friend if they came to you feeling like that? Like, what would you say to them? Because chances are you're going to be kinder and have like, not as much pressure towards them as you do for yourself so like taking those thoughts captive realizing if the standard you have is like even realistic and then talking to yourself kindly like you would a friend and in terms of being image driven we kind of talked about this before but I think kind of like what you were saying there's an echo there um ultimately we can't live our lives to please others because like most days we can't even please ourselves so there's no way we're going to satisfy the expectations of every single person in our lives. Um, And I think a lot of that kind of idea of letting people down or not meeting the expectations of others really also is tied in with the fear of rejection, which is like a whole separate issue. Um, But I feel like those issues are really intertwined. And 
I guess like the last thing I'll say to that, sorry, this has been really long, is that like we said, we're always growing and changing. Um, there's stuff I've said or done that I'm not proud of. I've talked about some of it like on the podcast. There's stuff I've said or done that I'm not proud of, but I've learned and I know better now. And just understanding that like making a mistake does not make you a bad person. It makes us human and allows us to grow. Like, like I said, like don't apply one, you can't apply one thing in your life to who you are. Like you can't apply one action or, or one thought or whatever to your entire existence. Like that's just not fair. Yeah. Um, and I think also like be aware of what you're classifying as a quote unquote mistake. Because I used to be super hard on myself and literally apologize for so many things that I didn't even need to apologize for. Um, and I saw this thing on Instagram about like shifting your language. So instead of saying like, I'm sorry for XYZ, say like, I'm thank you for XYZ. So I'll give an example. So like, instead of saying, I'm sorry for being needy. Like if you sometimes I've literally said this to people like, I'm sorry for being like emotional. I'm sorry for being a bad friend or whatever. And they're like, dude, you're, you're not <laughs> like, no one thinks that except you. Um, so instead of saying, I'm like, I'm sorry for being needy, switch it to like, thank you for being there for me. That's um, so good. Which I think is, yeah, which I think is like such a cool switch. Like it, it creates a different mindset towards yourself. Like you're no longer judging yourself, but then it's also cultivating gratitude towards others, which is just like such a cool shift. So I don't know. I saw that on Instagram. I'll try to see if I can find the post. I'm going to have to like sort through like all my life <laughs> posts, but um, I thought that was really good. So that's kind of the last thing I had to say on that. Yeah. I think that was really good and I don't really have anything more to add either. Yeah, me either. Um, Sorry this episode was shorter. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thank you for being here. <laughs> yeah, less editing for much be one. But um yeah, thank you guys for for sending in your questions and for sharing your experiences. We really love like that we get to be vulnerable with you and like share where we're at and that you guys feel comfortable like being vulnerable with us. Like that is that's really like why we want to do this and um I think that's kind of what I'm most proud of when I think about the podcast is just that you guys feel comfortable like talking to us and sharing your experiences. Um, so thank you for that. We're very grateful for you guys. Yes. Emma, where can they find us? You guys can find us on Instagram at the Hasis Podcast, or you can email us at hello dot at gmail.com. Did I get it? No. Oh. What is it? I thought you I thought you were gonna leave a space for me to say uh, it, but then you just said it. To, I'm gonna get it one day. You need to like write it on your hand before every episode or something. Honestly. Yeah, so her email is hello dot first, I don't even know it. What if I didn't um, say it right? No, you didn't because I know it has podcast in it. It's hello dot podcast at okay, gmail.com. So you were really close. Honestly, I know it's hard. I think like what you said is like one I wanted, but it was like taken or already or Road. something. Um Anyway, but yeah, feel free to like DM, DM us on Instagram or send us an email or whatever and share this episode with your friends if it resonated with you guys. Thank you. We love you. We're grateful for you. And bye, sis. Bye, sis. <laughs>